1: each Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at sports one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports. Well, I'll start today with my highlight of the week, which was the World Cup, uh, particularly Saturday afternoons, Eastern Time, PK match ending with Croatia beating host nation Russia. And what a game it was. Uh, Russia surprised everyone by advancing as far as they did. And when they scored the tying goal uh, in the latter minutes, it was just as good as it gets. In the world of sports, that crowd was just crazed. and It was quite a sight to see. And then the PKs, uh, after extra time, came about, and uh, and it was just so exciting. Went down to the final kick, and so what a terrific match. It was obviously a lot of disappointment for Russia, uh, but their fans were great, cheering them after they lost, and sets up what should be some great semis. Uh, Croatia will be playing... England on Wednesday, and tomorrow we will have uh, France and Belgium. And so it's an all European Final Four, no South America teams, which is rather shocking. I went to the uh, Brazilian restaurant for the Brazil game against Belgium. And it was Friday afternoon, 2 o'clock Eastern, and packed beyond imagination. The spirit of the Brazilian soccer fans is truly, truly something to behold. Uh, <clears throat> and although they were severely disappointed, similar to the Russia game, they were down 2 nothing. but when they scored their first goal, it was a pandemonium, to say the least, but they couldn't get the second goal. So Belgium advances. That, of course, uh, is the same Belgium team that was down 2-0 to Japan. Ended up tying them and then scored the winning goal, going the length of the field in, like, the final minute of extra time. Uh, One of the great endings ever to any World Cup soccer game. So it was just uh, electric. France. France looks great, as does England. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of support, shall we say, for a France England World Cup final. Wouldn't that be something? Given the history of those two countries, and we shall see. But it's just been uh, uh, the one of the best World Cups ever, if not the best. Everybody is just raving about it. Most importantly, the announcers from Fox right there in Red Square, uh, Rob Stone, Alexi Lalas, and the crew, and they just uh, are practically giddy over the excitement of these games, the upsets, uh, how close the matches are. It's just uh, must-see TV, to say the least, just walking down the streets in Boston on Saturday, morning and afternoon it seems like every bar you pass open air and the beautiful summer weather up here and it's just everybody has the world cup on places are packed and it doesn't necessarily have to be packed with the fans of any one team they're just uh everybody's just loving the event aspect of it and just again riveting stuff uh to say the least so Again, uh, the World Cup final is scheduled for this Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, That's us just get record numbers. can you imagine what the ratings going to be in England for Wednesday's uh, semifinal against Croatia. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I watched the last World Cup final in an outdoor sports bar in Paris. So, um. Have a lot of memories very connected watched the famous germany whitewash of brazil i think they scored seven goals uh including like a bunch in just a few minutes back in 2014 i watched that in london and uh so that got me hooked forever being in europe to watch the world cup uh semis and final four years ago so It's going to be fun it already has been fun and it certainly has filled the quiet sports calendar here in america during this time since the nba and nhl finals ended so uh just great to have two bats only every every four years so my bizarre story of the week is the los angeles lakers signings of not LeBron. That was uh, anything but Bizarre. That was expected. But the fact that they have since added Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and JaVale McGee to that roster is the very definition of Bizarre. They are three of the all-time uh, head cases in NBA history, and now they're the three guys suddenly surrounding LeBron. Uh, They all have talent, there is no question. Uh, I got to see Rondo's act right here in Boston for many years, and uh, uh, he's a magician, a savant, uh, to say the least. As a point guard, his passing is uh, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in sports, to watch him just consistently over his first five, six years in the league. Lance Stevenson, of course, will be always remembered for blowing in LeBron's ear, during the playoffs a couple of years ago, uh, now he's his teammate. Uh, that's bizarre. And then Javal McGee, uh, also remembered for not knowing which end of the court he needed to be on back a few years ago, uh, but then he shows up in Golden State, and lo and behold uh, has a, an excellent year, but more importantly, a terrific finals. Uh, dunking uh, to start some of those games, at least one of them where he had like three or four dunks right off the bat. And it was just uh, amazing to watch. So uh, I'm sure the Warriors are hoping that that's what happens with their other uh, bizarre signing. This being, of course, world champion Golden State Warriors. They added uh, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. Uh, again, uh, a player with some baggage, but immense talent coming off an Achilles injury. And uh, so I think they're hoping for a repeat performance. We've seen it a lot. We've seen it with the Patriots often where uh, championship team, great organization, brings in guys with a past. And lo and behold, they're pleased by the locker room. And I'm sure that's exactly what they're expecting with the uh, Boogie Cousins, and boy, they really have, as good as they've been the last four years, they really haven't had a center, I mean, a real top-flight center. But if he's recovered and his head's on straight, he is that guy. And to think that they could be all that they've been and now have a a truly, truly all-star level center is just amazing. Uh, to put them mildly. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, my low light of the week is the All-Star Game snub for baseball last night of Blake Snell of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. He's just having a great year. And uh, to have him left off and they made the announcement last night. Uh was frankly just a shame he's just uh you know one of the uh better pitchers you know on on a bad team um to say the least so uh a lot of chatter over uh you know over his snub uh to put it mildly but uh it'll still be a great event as it always is and uh We'll see. But this is where you have to kind of question the thing, which as a kid I loved, uh, where they would have the least one player from every team. But in this case, uh, you know, that certainly uh, certainly was not a good thing, to say the least. Um, so that's the latest in sports. So why don't we take our break? And next up will be our weekly call-in expert. A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports. So don't go anywhere.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America
0: are you ready for the latest sports news the culture around the game and unique insight then you need to make Kareem and the coach your destination each week host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast paced hour every Friday at 5pm Eastern time and 2pm Pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel
2: Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports?
0: You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome
1: back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 three four six nine one four four. Or you can email me at IIR at comcast net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports joins us. And AP, how are you doing today?
3: Hey John, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: Oh, thank you for joining us as always. Uh well Uh, A lot going on in the world of sports, most of it these days seem international with the World Cup and Wimbledon going on. Uh, It's really uh, fun to have, actually, uh, during this quiet time here in American sports. There's also the Tour de France going on over there in Europe, and there's four European teams made the World Cup Final Four, so... Exciting time across the pond, but that doesn't mean that it's uh, too quiet here. It sounds like uh, there's a, some things going on with Alabama football, as always. Yeah,
3: John, last week uh, it was re- released that Phil Savage, who is the color analyst, he'll be moving on. So Alabama needs to find another color analyst. And, John, that's a big story here because Kenny Stabler was a long time veteran before Phil, and then before Phil, there were people that were in the booth for uh, decades. So it doesn't happen very often. So everybody is waiting with uh, anticipation to see who will be selected. You know, you have the SEC media days next week, and uh, I think they have to. They usually print that on their media guides, the the radio analysts. So I don't know if that's going to happen. If they have the plan, and it's already in the the process of printing on that media guide, or, or they're going to be auditioning a few people. So, wow, that's that is big, big news. you in the state of Alabama. Yeah, you, you, you're a folklore person when you're on the radio in Alabama. I mean, they'll remember you forever because uh, if they, they're not watching the game, they'll say, well, I remember I heard you in Alabama. This, ha- this happened in a particular game. And a lot of times they'll turn down the TV and have the, the radio broadcast synchronized with the television production.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's uh it's the kind of job you don't leave. Period. If you're you know, when you get there, you've gotten to the top of the mountain. Uh no different than when Gil Santos left the Patriots radio booth and uh Bob Sosie uh who used to broadcast Navy football took his place, uh but again, when you get to places like the Patriots or the Steelers or, of course, Alabama football, uh, you stay. That's it. You, you, there, there's no higher up that you can go. And uh, Any leading candidates at this point?
3: Well, uh, John, there's only been some speculation, and I think, I think with safe, safety you can say that I believe it will be a football player
1: from the Nick Saban era. I think wow. that that's going to be the choice. I think That would be perfect. That would be perfect. Someone that could give insights into Nick Saban would be value added, to put it mildly, and I'm sure would go over yes, big. Yes. And his, his era is now an era, so uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's you have people odd. who are out you there and are already that. accomplished,
3: perhaps in the media. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think it'll be a former player, and see, Phil Savage had an advantage because he was with Nick Saban. Uh, and the Cleveland Browns many, many years ago. He started off in professional football. And by the way, Phil, he'd moved on to that new spring league uh, that uh, AAF, I believe it is, that's going to launch in February of 2019. He's the general manager of the Arizona team, which will have
1: Rick Newhazel as the coach. Wow. I didn't realize that's where he had moved on to. I knew he had, and we talked about this on the show, that Phil had left the, uh, you, you know, the Senior Bowl, down in mobile. So, you know, he, he, he's an Alabama icon, uh, correct. Yes, he sure is. Yes. Cause he had five championships in those nine years that he broadcast. So people are going to remember Phil Savage. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Nice guy. Uh, you introduced me to him at the American athletic conference football media days a couple years ago. I think we had lunch with him and he was just terrific, just an impressive guy. used to be the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, and, uh, yeah, just one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Yeah, so this is going to be a lot
3: of fun here. I'm anticipating that I think the decision will be made here, and I'm I'm just speculating, of course, but I think in the next couple weeks.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the sooner the better, like you said with uh, media days coming up uh, next week. Right. Um, and they've been moved, right? I mean, they are legendarily have been in Hoover, Alabama forever. And this that's year, right. for the first time ever, they're going to be in Atlanta. Is that correct? Starting next weekend or Atlanta, next week? Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia,
3: beginning on Monday through Thursday. And, yeah, that's the first time in Atlanta. has been in Birmingham, I think, since the first one, maybe around 85, I think,
1: something like that. Wow, that is big news. Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they typically get around 1,200, 1,500 media members who flock from all across America. I mean, far and away the biggest media throng for any conference media days. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, you know that's pretty amazing uh, to say the least. That you, you know they're moving it, and I mean it was. It seems to me, from far away, that that was like literally the identity of Hoover, Alabama. No different than uh, Mobile. You know, the Senior Bowl being in Mobile, Alabama, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Hoover had the the baseball stadium with Michael Jordan, and then Hoover had the the great high school team that was on TV or or Netflix or something like
1: that. They had a show, and then yes, he's right. TV exactly, high school. Yeah, high school football right. legendary program, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they won a lot of titles. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, well, I mean, it's going to be exciting in Atlanta. I mean, obviously the home of the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, yes. Lots of hotel rooms to support. You know, as many people as come, put it that way, big league city like that, to say the least. And uh So, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of excitement brewing already for it. Yes, John. You know, part of the festivities for the SEC
3: Media Days will be in the College Football Hall of Fame itself. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I haven't figured it out completely, but I'm trying to look at the maps and everything and uh, see where I will be. But but that will be in the actual Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, when I was down in Atlanta staying there for the Masters uh, a couple months ago, Walked right by the College Football Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, it was in the evening, so it wasn't open. But right across the street from Centennial Park, there, right in the shadow of uh, uh, Phillips Arena, where the uh, Atlanta Hawks play, and right down the street from the new Mercedes Benz Dome um, Stadium, uh, where, the of course, the Falcons play. So. It looked impressive, just from what I could see from the outside, and I know you've been in it, and so that's, the, it's a great spot for it, no doubt about it.
3: Yeah, some of the events, like the the social gatherings, we're going to have in the stadium, actually, I, I noticed that on the schedule.
1: Right, right. Well, it makes sense. What a better place to have it. Uh, you know, speaking of media days, in two weeks, uh, I'll be attending the American Athletic Conference football media days down in Newport, Rhode Island, one of my favorite events of the year. And AP, this is hard to believe because you've covered them as well, the AAC, and it's their fifth anniversary, and they're actually uh, putting together a fifth anniversary uh, football team for the American. (laughs) And it's great. I already voted. And but check this out. I'm just looking at some of the nominees just for the quarterbacks alone. And in five short years, the nominees are Teddy Bridgewater of Louisville, Blake Bortles, Central Florida, Quinton Flowers, South Florida, Paxton Lynch, Memphis. Now with the Broncos, of course, Uh, Keenan Reynolds from Navy and Greg Ward from Houston. I mean, that is an impressive list. That, that, that's a tough choice. That's a really tough that is, choice. That is, yeah, it's going to take that would that would take me a
3: while to <clears throat> to put if they have two teams, let's say, to pick two or
1: even to pick the person
3: first. That would take me quite a while. It really
1: would. I mean, Keenan Reynolds was just a force. He four and against Army, the NCAA career record for touchdowns. Let that sink in. That's a serious, serious statistic. <laughs> And then, uh, and then Blake Bortles, uh, you know, forever, you know, he he led the Central Florida Knights to the uh, conference title, more importantly, to the Fiesta Bowl, Uh, last seen in the AFC championship game against New England right down the street from me. I was there. And but, you know, Blake Bortles broke through for the conference by getting them in one of the big bowl games and that uh that still yeah. carries weight for the American conference yeah. and uh and yeah i mean those are the two that immediately come to mind but you know the others again are incredible as well teddy bridgewater uh paxton lynch lit it up uh big names quentin flowers i mean these are just it's just really uh a tremendous list to put it mildly so uh Yeah, that's just a sampling of uh, the type of players that have, you know, played in the American Conference. And uh, so, yeah, it's really, uh, really wonderful to see. Uh, So that's going to be fun. So they're going to be announcing it in two weeks at the, uh, you know, at the football media day. So I think that's going to be quite the big deal, to put it mildly. Yeah, yeah, John, that'll be
3: a lot of fun to see how they come up with their quarterback, especially, uh, and then all the other players. But those are smart choices by the AAC to you know, continue the hype of telling people, look, we're five years old, but we have all these outstanding players that have competed in this league, and we have a solid foundation, and we beat. And another thing you're going to hear about probably is the wins they've had in the last five years against some of the better teams across the country in the bowl games they par- participated in on New Year's Day.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, most recently, Central Florida beating Auburn to finish the season undefeated. You being in Alabama know all about uh, UCF claiming the national championship. Oh, yeah. uh, Scott Frost is their coach. I myself drove through the UCF campus and again the little known fact but what I've mentioned here on the show once or twice is that they have the second largest student population of any college in America. We're talking like fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 students. It's more than the campus. It's literally a section of town, a section of Orlando. So it's massive. So when you put that together it's not like you know uh, what you might see in, in NCA March Madness, where a small school makes a run when they are indeed a small school, University of Maryland, uh, Baltimore campus beating, you know, Virginia, for instance, you know, they are a small school, right. but UCF is not a small school. I was blown away by the size of the campus. Again, section of town, not just a, uh, you know, not not just a small campus nestled in in Orlando. So... That's great stuff. And then most recently, of course, they've been getting a lot of coverage, and deservedly so, speaking of Central Florida, with, uh, you know, Shaquem Griffin. Uh, yeah. He being, you know, his brother plays for the Seahawks. He was drafted by the Seahawks. He, of course, uh, has disability and yet is just a tremendous, tremendous player. American Defensive Player of the Year, All-America, you know, and again, drafted. Uh, so he, he's just really one of the most inspiring stories in all of football at any level.
3: Yeah, John, he was down here at the Senior Bowl. Very impressive and strictly a producer on the field. And that's what counts when you're reviewing all these films and the footage and you're measuring people, the heart. Uh, they haven't found any anything that's capable of accurately evaluating that part of a person uh, when it relates to football
1: or anything else in life. Right, right. Well, there's no bigger heart than Shaquem Griffin. So the American continues to rise. Uh, what else can you say? They're a great conference. Their commissioner, Mike Aresco is tremendous leader. And uh, I can't wait. Again, one of my favorite events of the year right down the road here in Newport, Rhode Island. And you've been to a few of them. I've been to a few of them. And uh, oh, yes. coming up in two weeks. So it's it's going to be Great, and then you add on the fifth anniversary football team being announced. I think it's going to be a a big event, bigger than ever. Yes, a pick setting, John. I love being there, and and
3: I I really appreciated the way Central Florida made a big deal out of capturing a national championship. I thought that was uh, very creative. And it's funny, John, the two quarterbacks, you know, Tua and Milton McKenzie. Is that right? Is that his name? Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, they're from Hawaii and they know both each other since
1: they were little boys. Yeah, both from Hawaii. Yeah. So the two yeah, they, they, the two yeah, national champions the two undefeated Yeah, the two national <clears throat> champions, not undefeated. But yeah, two national championship quarterbacks. So it's a great story. And uh yeah, again, looking forward to it. My one of my favorite parts of this given the geographic reach of the American with teams in like Memphis, Tulsa. Houston, uh, uh, what have you, that for many of these players, it is the first time they've ever seen the ocean is when they get to Newport, Rhode Island. So that's always one of the really, really, really cool things to, you know, to witness uh, college athletes seeing the ocean for the very first time in their life is a pretty cool thing. It really is so just a yeah, whole it, lot of real yeah, is, uh, just another reason to love that uh media day
3: yeah it is a really uh great event uh and to show somebody the uh one of the oceans uh, it's the coolest thing i've done that with some people that i know
1: and, and the expression on their face is priceless it is it is yes it, it, priceless is the perfect word well ap hard to believe we're at the end of our first segment uh so why don't we take our break? And still lots to get to on the other side.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTrn. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTrn.
4: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners,
1: (laughs) welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. Join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, and AP we talked a little college football in the previous segment and upcoming media days uh... you'll be covering the SEC I'll be covering the american athletic conference uh... But a big story recently uh... the story really has just been the uh... the craziness of the nba free agent signings um, starting with demarcus cousins uh... shocking the world by signing uh, for like $6 million with the Golden State Warriors. And as I said off the top, that Golden State, as good as they've been, three championships in four years, have never really had a top-flight center at the top of this game. And Boogie's coming back from Achilles surgery, serious, serious injury. But if he returns to form, he'll be the best center they've ever had if he returns to his all-star self.
3: Yeah, John, it's uh, quite remarkable. I think the best center I can recall from Golden State. I mean, at different eras, of course. The thing was Robert Parrish when they drafted him out of and right, he got traded to the Celtics. But, uh, but before well, because, that, Nate, and, you know, before he, that,
1: Nate Thurmond.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Who, who, should, who could forget Nate Thurmond? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah. you corrected me there. Yeah. Oh those no, two, just Yeah. They, a yeah. Long time two, ago. I mean, for Nate. mean. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, Nate Thurman, how could I forget? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Boogie Cousins, he's from right here in Mobile, Alabama. Wow. And, uh, you know, yeah, played with LaFleur High School and, uh, of course, was very good with New Orleans. But people, if they have any questions about him, you know, and his injury and returning in full form, he he's not the type of person that plays above the rim. He's all about skill, making shots and you know, passing the ball and so I think that's a different type of risk that you're taking with Boogie Cousins when you sign him.
1: Correct, correct. Uh he seems totally on board. As I said again in the first segment, uh, you know, the the Warriors have reached that rarefied air like the Patriots, uh, of, you know, they're so good and on such a run that basically they can bring in players with a past because the locker room pretty much pleases itself, and the players in that locker room, whether it's Tom Brady with the Patriots or uh, Steph Curry with the Warriors, you know they have just so much respect. Uh, not to mention Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and and Clay Thompson, uh, that you know it, it keeps these uh, players, you know, that have a history. Of uh, disciplinary problems, whatever. Uh, it just helps keep him in line without the coach having to do so.
3: Yeah, that's a very good scenario for Steve Curry. He doesn't have to ride herd on, on Boogie too much. Hopefully the, that'll come from his teammates. And uh, Boogie, I don't even know if he's been to the playoffs himself. I, mean, I don't think he was with Sacramento, if, if I remember correctly. and. You know, he wasn't on the the team this year's New Orleans. You know, he was hurt when they were uh, in the playoffs. So he wants to win, I'm sure. So, you know, I think that'll be a deterrent
1: from him uh, acting up, let's say. Exactly, exactly. And speaking of acting up, uh, you know, the fact that the Lakers, after after signing LeBron, have brought in Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, and JaVale McGee. They all have a past. And I'm literally looking yeah. at a headline that says, uh, Pacers claim to have offered Lance Stevenson a better deal than Lakers, but LeBron James convinced Stevenson to join L.A. Now, we all remember a couple years ago, Lance Stevenson, when he played for the Pacers, blowing in LeBron's ear during the playoffs. <coughs> So the fact that LeBron (laughs) wanted him there, I hadn't heard that. And, oh, by the way, this report was on uh, SB Nation. That's where I'm seeing this report. Uh, But, yeah, the fact they would bring in those three guys is, like, uh, you know, pretty incredible. I mean, they all have unique talents. Certainly Rondo is – I watched him in Boston. He was just uh, incredible at times. And – and then JaVale McGee uh, had a great NBA Finals for the Warriors. Uh, there, there's the perfect example of how, you know, a player with the past, uh, you know, was no problem at all playing for the Warriors whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I think LeBron himself will be keeping everybody in line, right? <laughs>
3: yeah, absolutely, John. He has a strong personality and, if they don't tow the mark, they won't be there for a long. There'll be, you know, there'll be some attention given to that that particular player, and it'll be very quickly, I'm sure. Correct.
1: You know, other other interesting signings. Uh, I was stunned when I heard the news a few days back that uh, Tony Parker left the Spurs to sign with the Hornets. That just blew me away. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. just that even more than the Kawhi Leonard situation. Right, uh, right, you know, told me that the Spurs, as we know them, has as we've known them for fifteen, twenty years, it's over. I mean, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. No it didn't feel over with the Kawhi Leonard craziness, but when to see Tony Parker move <laughs> on, that that feels like it's over to me.
3: Yeah, when Tony Parker moves on, and he was a staple of that team since he's about nineteen years old, I think. Right, he was drafted, maybe he was Correct. very young coming out of coming out of France then yes, it, was,
1: and, it was charlotte you know and he just became uh, a force i mean you know i didn't get the okay. tony parker thing for a few years uh but here in recent years when i'd watch him he was just dominant uh you know he would literally take over games and that was like for me it was a wow uh you know it, it took me a while to, to get to get his game but boy once i did it was just incredible um Incredible to watch him, and I, I just can't believe he's moving on. And, of course, you know, not sure the status of Manu Ginobili. I mean, at the final playoff game he played, the the crowd treated him, you know, back in San Antonio this past playoff season. The crowd treated him like it was, you know, a goodbye. But I don't, he hasn't made it official yet to my knowledge, and I'm not sure where exactly where he stands, but... Uh, there's a chance he might not be returning. Put it that way, unless I unless he signed and I didn't was not aware of it. But yeah, so yeah, it seems like the Spurs are, are as we've known them are uh, officially over.
3: Yeah, that's 17 seasons with Tony Parker and uh, Manu wow. came on the board. Uh, you know. I think it was one year after him. I think something like that. So that's sixty. So those two—that's that's thirty-three uh, three years between them.
1: Amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's kind of sad, actually. I mean, you know, I—I I, I found the Spurs. You know, Pop may have his critics, but I've always been a big fan of the Spurs. You know, well-run operation, put it mildly. In. It's just always been, uh, you know, they've always just been great. Five championships—that's just an incredible number—and you know, D- David Robinson to you know Tim Duncan, just quite a run. And what I always remember about the Spurs is, you know, when they uh, when they lost that heartbreaking final series to the Heat, of course Ray Allen's made three to win game six and force the game seven, which of course the Heat won. But the way the Spurs came back that following year to beat the Heat, and they were just on a year-long mission, unlike any team I can ever remember in any sport. And that, that was when, you know, Kawhi was born in that, in that series. I think he was the MVP. And that's when he introduced himself to the basketball public.
3: Yes, yeah, I mean, I've always liked their style of play with Greg Popovich and their passing. You know, they were highly skilled. They weren't always the most athletic team, but I just liked the way they represented the game of basketball and they gave people with who could shoot the ball, dribble the ball, pass, hope.
1: Correct, correct. No, just a tremendous team, uh, to say the least. And... uh You know, again, if anything, I'm kind of sad. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in San Antonio. I worked at the uh, U.S. Army All-American Bowl for six years in a row and uh, youth football national championship. So I was down there around New Year's during basketball season. So I really, really came to understand, uh, you know, the love of San Antonio, and it's Spurs, and it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in sports. Obviously, it's the only protein they have, so uh, the Spurs get 100% of that city's love, and it's a big city, that's for sure, so uh, uh, that's one of the reasons I've always liked them and respected them.
3: Yes, one of the top 10 cities in America, I believe, John.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's wonderful. The Riverwalk. Uh, Don't know why Kauai would want to leave the Riverwalk. It's one of the coolest places in America, in my book. Uh, just a beautiful city. Beautiful weather, yeah, and year-round. It's great. Yeah, anytime you have a waterway connected to the city
3: or a port city, it's, it's always something calming. It has a calming effect, being near the oh, water. Yeah. yeah, Not to mention the Alamo. Yeah, all oh, right. And uh, San Antonio, that's a great city and fabulous organization, but I don't know, personalities clash and then people move on.
1: It does. It happens. It happens to everybody. Well, what also happens, of course, during our show, our our break every 15 minutes or so. So time for our final break. So let's do that now. And still a few more things to get to on the other side of the break.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: america sports channel
2: check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge or even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert. A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the World Cup coming to a close this week. Hard to believe. Uh, Semifinals tomorrow is France versus Belgium, neighboring countries, Uh, and England versus Croatia on Wednesday. Both games are at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And then the World Cup final will be at 11 a.m. this coming Sunday. And AP, uh, the World Cup, uh, I've been checking it out, going to some uh, viewing parties up here in Boston. And I got to tell you, it's really been uh, a whole lot of fun uh, to see the nationalism uh, displayed, not to mention the event aspect of it. You know, I was, uh, put it this way, I stopped in an Irish establishment Saturday afternoon for the end of the Croatia Russia (laughs) (laughs) semifinal or (laughs) quarterfinal game. And AP, you'd have thought it was uh, Dublin playing Belfast. Uh, Everybody was just completely engrossed. It was the penalty kick ending, and the place was packed, and the place was going crazy. And it was just really so much fun. And, and again, I, I'm guessing from what I had observed that nobody there had a horse in the race. But you'd have thought it was like, uh, you know, in, in the middle of, uh, of Moscow, given the reaction <laughs> of this. And it's really a lot of fun. I mean, again, I was in Europe four years ago when the World Cup semis and final were being played. Watched the semi in london when germany beat brazil and watched the final when uh germany beat argentina in paris i watched that game in paris and unforgettable memories i gotta tell you that, that kind of hooked me into the world cup forever just seeing the reaction of all the german fans that were in paris that night uh Uh, they know how to celebrate. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) And Paris is a good city to do it in. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) John, do you think people want
3: to see England, France? That's the natural one that everyone wants to see.
1: Uh, Yeah. Totally. I mean, I I reference that. I I guess the simplest way to say it, AP, do any two countries in the history of the world have a bigger history than those two, right? In every area imaginable. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I mean that's yeah, incredible. You, yeah, you talk about the ultimate rivalry. I think England and France would have to have to have to be it. I mean, basically, they the, those two ruled the world for centuries. Uh, you know, I think if you boiled it down to its most simplistic terms, or at least the the Western world as we know it, uh, and yeah, so I, I yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I think that the average fan, if you're not tied into Croatia or Belgium, uh, yeah, I, I think everybody wants to see England, France final, and again, the, the ultimate history between two countries, if, if if ever there was one. So that would be great, and I think it, uh, you know, I think it appears quite possible. Both France and England are playing incredibly well. They're they're both winning their games solidly put it that way i mean they're not yeah you know they haven't had to be winning them in you know penalty kicks or anything they're they're winning in games like two to nothing so to speak so although i shouldn't say that england did have to win with pks they broke their pk curse they had never won the world cup before with pks they had lost every time until the quarterfinal last week and and they won. I watched that one in an English pub right near my house, loaded with England soccer fans. And I think we all know about England soccer fans. Uh, they take it pretty seriously, I think would be a good, good way <laughs> to say it, right?
3: Absolutely. They sure do. And John, I think the last time they
1: won, I think it was 1966. Correct. Correct. We're going back and a few decades for sure. And that was the home team. Right. They
3: won w- in w- England. Wembley, Wembley Stadium. in France, I, um, I think it's 1998, and that was the home team. Right? Correct. They were the they, host we, they, country.
1: They won, they, they, won, they won that in 98. That is exactly correct. Yeah. France won in 98 when it was, again, they were the host country. I think they won the World Cup in Paris. And I still vividly remember, I don't remember the game, but boy, I sure remember the celebrations uh, from Paris that they were showing that night on TV. Uh, you know, the Champs-Élysées and all that, it uh, was just incredible. Uh, yeah, the passion around these things, you know, I went to a Brazilian establishment to watch two Brazil games, including this past Friday afternoon, uh, talked about it last week, and then... This week's game was, of course, a Friday afternoon. So the crowd was even bigger. The stakes were bigger and so much fun. I mean, you know, I don't know that anybody has more better fans than Brazil. I mean, it's the passion is just it's unlike anything I've ever seen in American sports. As big as the passion here is for sports in general, NFL in particular, Super Bowl, so to speak. Uh, But this was just incredible stuff. Uh, Packed. Right out onto the street and all ages a p eight to eighty, all in their yellow it was it was awesome
3: yeah, yeah john i mean i that'd be something I'd like to attend, you I mean, even if just uh one of the sixteen games, you know, like a quarter final type thing you know to to be in the championship, that would be amazing to be around all those people, but just to even attend one of those games you know leading up to the championship that that's probably maybe a goal I should try to pursue.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, 2026 will be here in America, starting out in America, Canada and Mexico. They were they were the winner. And uh, so the three countries bid. And I think after the first round or group stage, I think it's called, is uh, then the rest of the games will be played in America. We're, of course, hoping that Gillette Stadium gets them when it was here. And I believe 94. Uh, again, I'm uh 20 minutes from Gillette Stadium, so I got a lot of that flavor, World Cup flavor, and it, it was awesome. It was just incredible. You know, one of the things I'll never forget is a gigantic traffic jam leading into Gillette Stadium for a World Cup game, and it was like, let's just say two non-powers. Uh, might have been a team from <laughs> Africa versus a team from, say, Malaysia. And AP, it was just incredible. Everybody hanging out of their car windows, flags draping the cars. It was just an incredible scene, one that I've never forgotten. So, yep, 2026, you have your chance right here. Maybe it'll be coming. I would guess Atlanta would probably be one of the sites that would be hosting games. So you will get your shot, I'm sure, in eight years.
3: Yeah, that'll be be something to look forward to. But, John, you know, looking at the, the World Cup history, there's only three teams who have won it four or more times. That's Italy, four, Germany, four, Brazil, five. And then Correct. there's a couple teams with two, Argentina and Uruguay. But if France or England does make the championship and wins, they'll, they'll get into that category of multiple uh, times because there's three teams that have won it uh, once, France, England, and Spain. Right. So oh, they, might, they might put themselves
1: in a new category if they win the championship, England or France correct it's going to be a fun week uh four european teams that comprise the final four so it's going to be great well ap speaking of great uh you were great today on the show we appreciate you joining us as always and uh thanks again for your terrific perspective
3: hey john thank you very much for having me on this show i look forward to the next
1: time as do we and as always thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it all again next monday at 1 p.m eastern time